This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. We are joined by our friend Chelsea, who works for our promo team. Hey, Chelsea, how are you? Good morning. I'm great. How's the little baby? Uh, she's teething and, and hates us. So, you know, we're Well, my kids are now five and two, and they still hate me. So, I, they, oh, I don't no. think they grow out of that. Oh, no. <laughs> we want to talk about the start of your relationship. You are married to one of our producers, Eric, and the two of you got engaged at Disneyland. Was it California? Was it Disney World or Disneyland you got engaged at? It was at Disney World at Hollywood Studios. Okay. And you are a big Disney awesome. person, right? Huge. Huge. I... Took the day off, Disney Plus came out and spent the whole day watching nostalgic 90s movies. I'm hardcore Disney. Yeah. Uh, did you see the video we've posted on the Taz and Jim Facebook page? Went viral over the weekend. It is a couple. Um, guy is down on one knee. He's about to propose to his girl. And a Disneyland employee comes in, grabs the ring, and ushers them off the stage that they were standing on. Uh, this is the, the usher... Uh, afterwards, he's holding this couple's engagement ring and saying, you guys need to move over here. Yes, that's great. Move over here. She's going to be even better. Hmm. So the guy's like, I'm proposing. and uh, Yeah, propose over here. It'll be even better. Yeah, look. Look at these garbage cans. Right here. It's perfect. <laughs> now, in fairness to the employee who's getting a lot of heat online, there was a fence-off fenced off area that they had gotten into they say that they asked a different employee and they were told it was fine if they did that Mm. but uh disney has said they apologize for how the uh, situation was handled and they are going to make it right is what they've been told Uh, were there rules when eric proposed to you at disney world well there's 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 one rule at disney and you don't mess with the mouse That's the biggest rule at Disney. And I don't know if this is a big deal, um, but, like, Disney has engagement packages that you can buy. Of course, you have to buy them. Yeah, you pay 200 bucks. Prince Charming will come find you in the park with the ring and a glass slipper on a pillow. Like, it will, like, they make it a bigger deal. So what I almost wonder is if that stage was for, like, a paid engagement package and this guy just needs on there hoping to hmm. hoping to just do it because there's hundreds of places to propose there like the castle's huge yeah you can always there. get a picture with a castle in the background right oh god yeah totally but i think the, the fact that he was on the the stage which is clearly like roped off and everything maybe they were expecting a performance or the parade was starting soon so i can kind of see where the police came from but at the same time like Take the ring and like move it and proposal. Like, yeah, wild. I I remember being a young person and you get your first job and you're you're you, a stickler and it's yeah you're told this is what you need to do keep people off this stage. So if someone's on the stage, you do what you can to get them off the stage. I yeah. would I would almost argue that this employee made their engagement better. How? <laughs> Well, one, they've got a viral video on their hands, True, right? Millions of hits already, obviously. People are watching this video all over the world. And two, Disney's giving them stuff. Like, they say they're going to make it right. That means they're going to get free stuff. Oh, heck, the ring's going to come in on the pumpkin carriage. It's going to be, like, totally soup set. 
some fast passes or something. Mm-hmm. Like two weeks free at Disney Plus. They'll make it right. That's right. A yeah, six month sure. subscription. <laughs> All right, Chelsea. So, well, I know you got to get back to uh, to mothering there. So we appreciate your time and your perspective as someone who has been engaged at Disney successfully without any interference from the employees. It's a magical time. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. You ever have one of those days where you're like, this is this is the greatest day I've ever known, and then all of a sudden, it turns into one of the worst days you've ever known? <laughs> I don't know if I've ever had a topsy-turvy day like that before. A guy in Florida has, in Fort Lauderdale, last Thursday, there was a man, he was driving, and while he was driving, his passenger was performing on him orally. Hmm. So the woman in the passenger seat had leaned over. You know what I'm saying. This is the greatest day of all. (laughs) That's probably what he was thinking. Boy, what a day. How am I going to top this? Sun is shining. (laughs) (laughs) Roof's down on the convertible. Yeah, I got the radio turned up. (laughs) Breeze blowing through my hair. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, the day was a little too great. He got distracted, swerved into oncoming traffic. Um, luckily, no one was seriously injured, but he crashed into the front of a FedEx truck. Like well, smashed during? During. Oh, boy. There was no serious injuries, but the man did sustain injuries to his private area. Kid, that sounds serious. Uh-huh. Because I... I'm picturing a bear trap, essentially, closing in on that thing when, yeah. you, when you hit the front of the FedEx truck. The bite down. Because <laughs> anytime you get in a car accident or anything, something scary happens, you tense up as a human. So his, your jaw. his friend with him mm-hmm. uh, naturally would have done that. Right. World According to Garp. You ever seen or read The World According to Garp? No. There's a movie, and the, there's a character who is experiencing the same sort of thing in a driveway, and somebody doesn't know the car, doesn't see the car in the driveway. They pull in, in rear end, and they uh, see you later. Oh, Bobbit. boy! A real Bobbit situation can develop quickly there if you're not careful. It's just, it's just kind of ironic because, like, a lot of times you get in an accident, they use the jaws of life to get you out. But it was the somebody else's jaws that actually <laughs> ruined this guy's day in this car accident. Yeah, the jaws of oh my Ending life's life. over. <laughs> no more creating life for you. I guess you could call that a head-on collision. <laughs> Police saying that the injuries were a result, direct result of what was going on at the time of the crash. They say it's they're lucky it wasn't worse that nobody was killed or injured worse than the uh, the gentleman driving the car because if you're distracted while you're driving, bad things can happen. <laughs> and they are just recommending that maybe you save that activity <laughs> for outside of the motor vehicle. We were just talking about a man in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, last Thursday, crashed head-on into a FedEx truck while he was being pleasured by the passenger in the vehicle, and uh, he did sustain some crotch injuries, but other than that, everyone was okay. No teeth chipped or... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not worried about that. Yeah. Uh, Trucker Jim is on the line. Hey, Trucker Jim. How's it going, big guys? Good. You, in the trucking world, have a slang term for that sort of behavior. 
Oh, yes, sir. We would call that a freeway BJ. And do you see yeah. a lot of them? Like, you're up higher, so you're looking down into cars and uh, and smaller vehicles all the time. Have you ever seen uh, that kind of thing happening while you're driving down the highway? I have seen that plus, okay? It, what you see down in the States really blows your mind sometimes, but uh, it's just something you just take in stride. <laughs> <laughs> See, when, when you're doing that sort of thing, it's more than just the driver that could be distracted of the vehicle. <laughs> well, I would think so. The <laughs> recipient. Yeah. you got other vehicles who, if they catch a glimpse, may have trouble when focusing you, on the road. Be serious, though. When you see it happen, you give them a little honk or anything? Like, you acknowledge what's going on? Well, you know what? It's kind of funny seeing it from up here. You actually see them leaning over, right over to the crotch area and working away on the guy. So, <laughs> Trucker Jim, I think. I've seen, them, I've seen them riding them guys while they're going Okay, down that's crazy. Yeah. That's, like, and they're looking around them? or Yeah, and the other one's like the rearview mirror what? looking back? <laughs> I don't think he gets a chance to do that. <laughs> it yep. might be blocking his view of that one, right? Yeah, not safe. <laughs> yeah. Not safe. Trucker Jim, thank you so much for sharing your stories with us. I think well, we, we've got enough information on that. Yeah. We've said it before and we'll say it again. If you're going to make love while while moving down the highway, please do it on public transit. Okay? Be safe out there, people. <laughs> Ride the bus. <laughs> Ride each other while riding the bus. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Jim Kelly is on a soccer team plays a little rec soccer on Sundays name of his team is Great Wall FC he was asked by a guy he he met playing indoor soccer James to join the team didn't realize that he'd be the only non um, Chinese Canadian playing for Great Wall FC as their goalie Mm -hmm. and the guys they speak a lot of Mandarin so Jim is trying to learn the language and we figured why not teach everybody why don't we all learn mandarin over mm-hmm. the summer with jim and great wall fc so what are you, what are we learning today what's today's lesson well i mean like you said we started with the greatest of intentions to help you know teach people but i feel like i might be getting uh tricked here by these guys because i was just watching i watched a lot of youtube when i was on a quentin tarantino kick and i saw him on conan o'brien and he just happened to be talking about learning mandarin himself and I started listening, and I realized he's being taught the same words I'm being taught. So far, Taz, we've been taught Jayo, which right. means let's go, and newbie, which I was told super awesome means super awesome. Now, Quentin Tarantino claims it means something very different. Mandarin has its own version of super cool, and that is Neil B. Neil B. It was like, oh. Here's what Neo B means. Okay. It means cow's vagina. <laughs> Why? Why? Why is that super cool in China? Well, I said, you know what? I'm going to ask somebody, all right? right so I right. asked the Chinese member of the crew. I go, what is so great about cow's vagina? And he goes, it's so big! <laughs> So I don't know what kind of trick these guys are playing on me or so what's going on. They were getting on. us to say cow's vagina on the radio last week, unbeknownst to us. Essentially. So I confronted them after the game and I said, what's up, boys? I thought we were friends. <laughs> okay, James, now that I think about it, I was informed that you told me that newbie meant 
super awesome. But then I watched Quentin Tarantino talk about it, and he said it meant cow's vagina. (laughs) Well, you know, in Chinese, every little, like a letter, will mean a couple of things. Well, how does does cow's vagina (laughs) mean... Well, <laughs> what does Jio mean? Monkey or something? Jio means Jio. Ja means add. Yo is like oil, so it's like add yeah. oil. Add oil to the fire. What do you oh, think? yeah, so turn it up. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, okay. So there you go. Since let's go, or so since Jio doesn't literally mean let's go, it means add oil, add oil to, to get the, the fire. fire burning. So their language is very metaphorical. Now, how. Cow's V somehow gets tossed into that. Actually, I was talking to one of the players after, and he explained it a, a bit better way. You know how when something is the best in Canada, we say it's the sh or the poop. You know, it's or the how sh- about it's the cat's ass? Is that a phrase? You've never heard something. Phrase the, the cat's pajamas. <laughs> You've never heard? Oh, man, that was the cat's no, ass. No, I'm going to teach these Chinese guys that one, though. They're going right. to love it. Yeah, yeah, so it's the same sort of thing. Exactly. Instead of a, a cat's posterior, hmm. it's the uh, reproductive organs of a cow. Yes, okay. But to clean things up, I did ask an actual word. We, are, we will so learn this another is our word. New, yes. this is our new Mandarin phrase courtesy of Jim's soccer team, Great Wall FC. That I know of. Yeah, it may mean something else. So here we are, tough loss for Great Wall FC, 4-3, hard-fought battle. I'm here with my fearless leader, James. Who's going to teach me some Mandarin today? I love you, James. <laughs> so how do you say in Mandarin, I love you? I need. What is it? I need? Yeah, what means I, and you will be me, yeah, so yeah. the love will be I. I need. I love you. Why? Ah, uh, me. Yes. Ah, uh, me. Why, me? Yeah, tonight you can teach your wife. So I said it kind of run there. What? What I need. What I need. Kind of like what? What I need is love. What right. I need. What I need mm-hmm. means I love you, or it may mean something <laughs> else. <laughs> What part of the cow are we talking about uh, now? Giraffe's taint. What? <laughs> and now, the winner is Peacock. I want to see your peacock. Peacock. Your peacock. Your peacock. Your peacock. Your peacock. Are you brave enough to let me see your peacock? We're talking sports with our sports guy, Devin Peacock. Soccer. World Cup qualifier yesterday. What a bummer for uh, for me. I had some friends over. My wife made pierogies. Uh, she's Ukrainian by birth, and we were watching Ukraine play Wales, hoping they 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 are a good team, man. But uh, sometimes it takes is one goal, and they lost to Wales. Everyone in the world was cheering for Ukraine except for Wales, probably. And maybe Russia. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> and Russia. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I started crying. Dev, I was watching. They do such a great job in soccer, especially at the international level, with tugging at the heartstrings before the game begins. And they were talking about the war and what the Ukrainian players have gone through. And I had a tear rolling down my face, man. It was, uh, it was pretty incredible. Palpable. 
through the television the uh, the emotion in that game. It was powerful stuff. You know, normally a team like Wales making its first World Cup in 64 years would be cause for celebration. I mean, think about what it meant to to Canada to make the World Cup the second time ever, but the first time in decades. Wales was in that same situation. Normally you'd love to see that story, except for the fact they were playing Ukraine. For Wales, this means they move on and uh, they will start the World Cup against the United States in November in Qatar. They're going to have a, a really tough grouping that they're going to have to play. For Ukraine, you know what? Um, uh, you know, from reading stories, this was, even though it did not have the the happy ending people in Ukraine were also watching they were going to to bars where they could and they were able to put the war which is now over 100 days out of their mind for like two hours which is a short little respite. So, I mean, long-term for Ukraine, for the soccer team, hopefully they can they can bounce back from this. For Wales, they're moving on to the World Cup, but they're going to have a very tough grouping. And we've still got Canada to cheer for. Uh, yes, Canada in the World Cup. Uh, unless they're on strike, what the hell's going on with this, Dev? <laughs> so we should not be nervous. I mean, uh, Canada soccer should be nervous because uh, the men's soccer team has them by the short and curlies here. Uh, but they were supposed to play Panama yesterday in Vancouver and did not. They have an issue with Canada Soccer over the distribution of prize money and uh, so they've picked their timing perfectly. I mean, they're going to the World Cup in about, you know, four months here and so what they're asking for is a 40% share in compensation. They want to have a pay structure that pays the men and women equally. They want to have better accommodations for friends and families when they go to the World World Cup, and they want a development of a women's soccer league. So the men are using this moment not to just benefit themselves, but also the women's side of Canadian soccer, and they've picked their timing perfectly. I mean, Canada soccer cannot afford to move on this slowly. So I think they're going to cave, and the players are going to get all of what they want or pretty close to it. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. I love that our listeners enjoy making me feel stressed out here why <laughs> well I, I talk about openly how i'm a bit of a hypochondriac and i get a little worked up anytime there's the chance of illness mm-hmm. put in front of me i was sent this article this is a link from a, a listener mike it says taz you may want to check this out if you're over five foot nine you're at a higher risk for more than a hundred health conditions hmm. so short men You've got it made. It is true. You 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 rarely see like an eighty year old guy who's seven feet tall, and the oldest guy in the world is always like the tiniest man. Yeah, new study looked at medical records of two hundred eighty thousand people found tall people are at a higher risk for uh, blood clots, irregular heartbeat, leg pain, bone infections, nerve damage, ulcers, inflammation. That's what you get for being sexy your whole life. You get to be the tall, dark, and handsome guys, but then you die 10 years earlier. Well, I'll tell you, when you're short, it's also easier to bench press. <laughs> what does that have to do with well, anything? My, my arms are so long, I'm sure I'd be jacked if I was about three feet That's, shorter. Yeah, it's not your fault. <laughs> <laughs> it is that you're further, less, I've got further to push the bar up. Yeah. Right? Uh, uh, 
But you're you also lighter. have more muscle in you're, your long arm. You're better you at doing chin-ups. I bet you. I bet you it's easier to deadlift as a short guy because you're just like so close to the ground and your yes. legs aren't so long. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, you don't have as far to push the weight up. They also say like every ten pounds of like extra fat you have on your body is like five miles of your body, like. Capula? I don't know what the word is, but like five more miles your blood has to travel and how much harder your, your heart has to pump. So the taller you are, the harder your heart has to pump your entire life. So it's like working overtime the whole Blood's time. Blood's got further to go. Yeah. Like imagine Shaquille O'Neal's heart, how hard that thing has to work. All day, every day. It sounds like a dribbling basketball nonstop. <laughs> That's why he sits oh, a lot now. man. Yeah. Extra weight. Uh, issues with your legs and feet that can lead to problems elsewhere. Mm-hmm. That's what you're looking at, tall people. <laughs> <laughs> Hope it was fun dunking in high school. Yeah, how's the weather up there? <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim Podcast. On the weekend, the Rock surprised his mom bought her a new house. Says he's lucky enough to have bought her a few homes over the years, but this one is special. She said she wants the next house she moves into to be her, her last house. After traveling for years and years, she wants a place that she can kind of relax and live out her her life. And he worked with uh, uh, designers, incorporated special photos, including those of their ancestors, ukulele collection. His mom's big into ukulele. And a SmackDown room to display memorabilia. From his WWE career. <laughs> okay, I was picturing an actual wrestling ring in a room when you call it the SmackDown room. That's when mom gets the wooden spoon out. <laughs> or the carpet beater. That's what Mama Taz used to use to give us a SmackDown. The carpet beater, is that a broom handle? With no like, broom on the no, end of it? It's a wicket, wicker kind of... Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen those. On Some people will display them, like grandmas will have them on yeah. display in their house just to remind the kids that if they don't behave themselves, the carpet beater's <laughs> coming down. Chase you with it, smack yeah. the stairs behind you as yeah. you run up to your bedroom. <laughs> so he's, this isn't the first house he's bought her. He's bought her multiple houses, and then she was like, now this, okay, thanks, Dwayne, but this one will be my last one. This is the best this one. Is. She seemed very excited when The Rock gave his mom a house. All right, Mom, this is your big room. Welcome home. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, look at this. These pictures were... Wait a minute. Got <laughs> yeah, pretty cool, huh? Seeing oh all the God. pictures that she hasn't seen since she was a kid. Oh, I thought it was the beater. <laughs> <laughs> I used to kick your butt, son. Is that your intercontinental belt? <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim podcast. If you are going through withdrawal because the Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial is over, you don't know what to do with your time. <laughs> You need another celebrity legal battle to uh, to follow. Well, check out the uh, one Phil Collins is in here. His ex allegedly paid thirty thousand dollars to have Black Magic performed on him because <laughs> <laughs> she wants wow. she wants half of the money from the sale of their forty million dollar Miami home so she she hired someone to place a black magic curse on phil collins
apparently uh, some sort of substance was put into Phil Collins' wine glass as well as part of this magical spell. So something was dropped into Phil Collins' drink. Is this magic or is this chemistry here? What are we doing? <laughs> well, the lawyer for Phil Collins called it poison. <laughs> so Magic. Yeah. <laughs> it's so stupid, but imagine being that guy in Colombia who got the $30,000 for the black magic ritual. Like, his scam has just paid off so well. Like him telling his buddies, you won't believe what happened. I got Phil calling his wife. So you've heard this story. Yeah, she yes. wired funds to a man in Colombia and paid him $30,000 for his magical services. <laughs> 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 worth mean, a like, shot, I guess. I'm, I'm, I'm picturing voodoo, pins to the eyes of the doll and stuff. Like, I wonder what she thinks he's performing. What kind of rituals? Phil Collins has bad luck with ladies, huh? What else happened? He used to be married to a Canadian woman, a woman from out in Vancouver. And he announced he was divorcing her, let her know that he was divorcing her via fax. That's old school. That is old school. <laughs> yeah. Well, Very like, official, though. Got a, got a fax that we're getting divorced. Better than a text. So, Phil Collins, 71, his girlfriend, ex-girlfriend, ex-wife, Orianne Seavey, is 48, and she wants half of the money from the sale of their $40 million Miami home. Can, can she even play one drum solo? What has she done for this money? This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.